We had an absolute blast at Anime Detour. Thank you everyone who stopped by to say hi and to share your amazing tabletop RPG stories. Some of our favorites involved a lot of beds, a very confused druid that liked birds, and some very sick DM stories about some evil traps. Huge thank you to Anime Detour for having us as guests. Just a reminder, in May, we'll be at Anime Central in Artist Alley and WizCon 43 in the dealer's room. We'll have some free stuff available, as well as a few new prints for sale. We'll of course have handmade dice bags provided by Dire Dice Bags and pride scarves provided by A Star in Autumn Studio. We hope to see you all there. As a special thanks to our wonderful patrons on Patreon, this month we are dumping our bonus round episodes and implementing a new system. We will be releasing episodes of Bonus Round as soon as they are finished until we have cleared all of our pre-recorded episodes. From that point on, every episode of Bonus Round will be 80% run exclusively by our patrons at the $5 level and above. Who will they fight? You decide. Who will they talk to? Pick your favorite name. Where are they going? Decide the direction. Starting in May, we will run the Bonus Round game with our patrons as co-DMs. This podcast takes a lot to produce and our patrons have made it so we can keep telling these stories. We hope to add more throughout the year as a way to say thank you. To support us on Patreon and get access to cool things coming up, go to patreon.com slash Let's Be Legendary Podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Just don't get squished by the star whales while you're there. April's here, which means it's Autism Acceptance Month. We would like to spotlight our beautiful and amazing art director and voice of Celine, Megzi. Hi everyone, Megzi here. For those of you who don't know, I am on the autism spectrum. Autism is still a deeply misunderstood condition, especially in women and people assigned female at birth, who are often diagnosed later in life. Those of us on the autism spectrum face unique challenges and experiences, often fighting for the right to even be heard in a movement about autism. This month, we want to remind everyone to listen to Autistic Voices and allow us to tell our own stories. Please visit the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network at AutisticAdvocacy.org to find out what you can do to make a difference. Enjoy the show and stay legendary. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include... Mature themes and mild gore. Imagine a world on the frontier where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate, society can't keep up allowing evil or misguided people to create abominations in nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace, trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Fay Wild West. Let's be legendary. So we're going to the address. Mm-hmm. 
you kind of like you ask around for directions at a couple points and they keep pointing you deeper and deeper into the city closer and closer to the original starting point of the city up to where the bigger houses are yeah she totally ran away yeah <laughs> i am calling it right now you do not go missing and then go missing again Unless you intend to go missing. You follow the winding streets up a small hill to a house that you kind of have to stop at. This house looks uncomfortably familiar. Not not quite the same. It's a two and a half story as opposed to... A three. A, as opposed to a th- three and a half but there's similar architecture at work here. There's similar architecture kind of like all up and down the street, actually. That very high-structured, well-to-do house. Right. The name on the Iron Gate is on a plate that, upon closer examination, is of a similar but newer metal than the rest of the gate. It reads, Vance Residence. Huh. Is it open? Can we go in? Um, yes. Okay. Th- there is a latch, but it's a latch from both sides, so you can open it up and head inside. I put my wooden mask on. Is there a place for the horses? The, the cobbled street kind of, like, twists and winds, and then there's, like, these little, like, half-circle areas kind of, like, off the sides of the street that have hitching posts. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so. yeah, so we stick the horses there. Okay. I like parking spaces for horses. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we, we go up the gate. You got your hood mask on? Mm-hmm. Okay. As we're walking up there, my uh, uh, my new um, armor mm-hmm. that I, I, I pretty much had it looking like what I normally put on anyway. Yeah. So, like, a, a brown... It's normally, like, a brown duster trench coat type thing, mm-hmm. which is what I had on before. Um, as we're heading up there, I shifted to black. I'm in a very dark mood. In fact, it makes it look like I've mostly got black on. Nice. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Yep. We hit up and is there a bell or just knock? Oh, there's a heavy knocker on the door. All right, so I go up. Uh, moments go by and then the door kind of creaks open and you see a Small halfling woman, look out. Um, yes, may I help you? Afternoon, ma'am. And I pull out the poster, the new one. Right. Oh, yes, uh, come, uh, come come, in, please. And she opens the door and you you see that she's kind of like in a housekeeper's uniform. And it's like a simple black dress and white apron. And she <laughs> leads you in, again, through a very similar entryway. Are there any um, windmills and shit? To the right, hanging on the wall, there actually is the same windmill. The same shield. Oh, you gunk back to want me. (laughs) Arnest would love this. Surprised he has not been down yet. She leads you into the larger room. Again, similar. Although not quite as 
regal, or as the death house was. The fireplace is made of sensible stone. The stairway is made of mahogany and red carpeted, not red marble. Right. <laughs> Are you uh, uncomfortable? Nope. Why would I be? Just checking. Because uh, I, I certainly am not. I swear to God, if anything moves, Shoot it's it. not supposed Shoot. to move. No, I'm Talia, it. Talia, anything moves that is not supposed to, do not ask any questions. Take out your gun and shoot it. In fact, I'm going to take out Dan Burnett and shoot it. Okay. <laughs> DM cackles. <laughs> she turns to the right and opens what in the death house had been the study with, with, the, the, with the wolves. She leads you into... A study. No taxidermy. Okay, good. <laughs> the sensible, another sensible stone fireplace. This one seems to have a lot more books oh, than the other study did. All right, these people have an hell down for have an hell down for fireplaces. <laughs> she says, uh, "If you would like, just uh, take a seat, uh, help yourself." And she motions to like a sideboard uh, with some golden liquor in. Fantastic. <laughs> the master is upstairs. I shall uh, fetch him and he should be happy to speak with you. Thank you very much, ma'am. She gives a low bow and leaves. The minute the door is closed, I go right for the alcohol. <laughs> what kind is it? What kind is it? What kind is it? It's brandy. It's brandy. Ugh. What is it with these people? All right, give me, give me glass. All right, I pour out two doubles. <laughs> uh, it, I clink buttons up. Knock it back and just uh, all of it, yes. all of it down the hatch. Uh, I've, I've been drinking my for like fourteen. God, not fourteen. I've been drinking since I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. I, I am pouring myself another one. I'll, yeah. just, I'll take just yeah. one. <laughs> one and done. All right, suit yourself. I take another one. Whew. Steady my goddamn nerves. All right, that's, oh. a, that's the good stuff. All right. Oh, I feel better now. As you calm your nerves and look around the room, the fire is lit, which seems a little excessive for the time of year. This is summer. In the daytime. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. It's kind of weird. You look above the fireplace and there is a painting there of a man maybe in his 40s or so maybe like 46 or something like that. And woman who is like in her 70s or so, and they're sitting companionably together and just looking out from above the fireplace. Does they look familiar? Roll just a general wisdom check. Wisdom? Yep. Do you? Yeah, if you want to. Oh, it is a 10, it is a 10. Uh, 13, 14, 15. 15, then 13 for you. Is it 13? Yeah. Wisdom check, not a wisdom mm-hmm. safe. No, just a, just a general oh, yeah, check. Oh, yeah, 13. Okay. Uh, so it's 13. 13. The old lady has some similar traits to Elizabeth that you had seen in her painting. Something in the angle of the nose mm-hmm. and the shape of the brow. The shape of the eye, rather. It's just something familiar in that. I'm guessing stepfather. 
And Mazel? 40 and 70. Or say in Night's Big Gold Digger. Cha-ching. Who knows? In Night, I continue in Night's Big. Who knows? Maybe he actually liked her. Maybe he has a huge pile of money. Well, he certainly does now. And at that moment, the door clicks open behind you and... I did not sit, by the way. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of like pacing the room. Yeah. Because like... I don't think I am sitting easy. Gwendolyn opens the door and introduces Master Vance. I am so terribly sorry. I did not take your names. Titles or names? Uh, The man that enters in is indeed the man in the painting. He looks a bit thinner, paler than the painting made him out to be and looks to have aged a bit since the painting was done. Maybe it maybe the painting was like 10 years ago so or so. how old does he look now? 50. 50s-ish, yeah. It was like 10 years ago and he looks like 40. If you look 40 in the picture, or 40s in the picture, then this would be 50s. So. Mm. He smiles like, ooh, titles. I like titles. Titles can be fun. They turn and I look at them. May I introduce the Wanderer in white? Mm-hmm. And uh, I myself am the Reaper. Pleasure to meet you. I unfortunately have no title other than, well, owner of this house. I am Daniel Vance. Hold up my hand. Tell you, Gray. He he shakes it vigorously, although not strongly. There, he doesn't have a strong grip, but he has energy. Right. And Tell you, Gray, and Selena Alden. I hold up my hand. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a claw. Yeah. He just grabs it and, again, shakes it vigorously, kind of ignoring the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the voice in his ear says, pleasure to meet you as well. He, like, comes aside, like, which one of you did that? I Uh, did, maid. That would be the cleric. Did what? That is a very nice trick. Cleric, you say? Indeed. (laughs) Fascinating. Yes, my uh, faithful Gwendolyn tells me that you are here about my stepdaughter. We are indeed. We actually have, and I take out the original poster, we had found this one, and unfortunately we go in the opposite direction on some business, and then find out there's a new one, and I bring out the new one. He looks a little uncomfortable. Um, yes, well, (laughs) rather embarrassing that, um... Uh, please sit. And he motions towards some of the chairs. And All right, I sit. <laughs> hmm. I also sit. Hmm. Though I take a little bit longer, I am still staring at him with a belt mask hmm. on. He... And I sit. He... Slowly. The kind of like energetic smile never like falters from him, but he just kind of like scrums a little uncomfortably in his seat as... <laughs> Oh. Just, um, yes, well, right, Victoria, poor dear, uh, was, um, rather distraught when her mother passed away, uh, about seven years ago, has been acting very strange, has had uh, quite an amount of loss in, in her own family. Her mother, her sister, her husband, and daughter. Her 
sister? Her husband and daughter? Um, yes. Anything I say, by the way, is coming out as a little voice in your ear. <laughs> Darling, it's a very lovely trick, but... Celine? And I look at you. And I take my mask and hood off. Very well. Thank you. If we must do things the crude old-fashioned old ways, then we must. I, I apologize. It's just my own health hasn't been the greatest these uh, this past year. Just I'm afraid my nerves can't handle too much of that. You're afraid? Your nerves cannot handle that. We apologize. Can you apologize, please? <laughs> That's why I said we apologize. Continue, please. He, she, uh, husband and daughter. Yes. Uh, well, uh, it's rather embarrassing, really. <laughs> he kind of, like, coughs to the side a bit. It's the houses. I'm sorry, what? Uh, the old Gresham family estates. When they were built, they were built with some uh, antiquated materials. Oh. Can be rather harsh on one's health if you do not have the constitution for it. Asbestos? Essentially. Ah, all right. Fantasy <laughs> asbestos. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the old Gandolin Gresham, the great-grandfather, <laughs> was... Filthy rich, and also filthy cheap. Hmm. Hmm. It is surprising how often those two things come in hand in hand. Hmm. Yes, well, he built his estates all over, having uh, all over the district, wanting to be able to travel anywhere and still have a place that felt like home. And nothing feels like home like mesothelioma. Yes. That was more Megzy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, there are magical means to do that. Yes, well, that's beside the point. Uh, it's all too late now. Yes, I suppose. That is at least what had happened to Eliza's husband and daughter. Eliza? Yeah, sorry. Victoria. Well, Victoria's. Are we talking about Dale now? I want to know about Dale, too. Elizabeth, you mean? Eliza is a nickname for Elizabeth. Oh, I see. Elizabeth. Well, I actually never met her, but from what I understand, members of her family also fell ill of something and died. I understand that there was a stillborn child. Sorry to hear that. I give Celine a look. And I kind of very slowly shake my head. And I, and I, I was looking to you as a, should we tell him? No, All right. not right now. All right. So yeah, give her that look like, mm -mm. And I just looked like I wasn't going to do anything. No, 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 just in case. No, 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 it was a, like, let's not, it was a, an agreement between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Not like, don't say anything. Just like, mm -hmm. uh, like if we're like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Victoria had her own manor built here in the city some time ago, in similar style to this one, but she built it after 
her husband and daughter passed away. I've made sure to keep in contact with her. Uh, her mother had also kept in contact with her for some time before she passed away. He, he just kind of gets, he, he, he gets a little bit of a sad look on his face as he thinks of that. All right, so I've judged him and failed him. Insight check? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I will try. Uh, 12? 13. 13. He seems genuine, and he seems sad at the thought. Alright, I buy it. <laughs> so when she first disappeared a few months ago, well, <laughs> when she disappeared from the house, I should say, she disappeared from contact really before then, not allowing anybody to enter the premises aside from her own servants. Turned away every attempt that I made to check on her. I knew she was in the house, though, until a couple months ago, for the first time anyway. I sent Gwendolyn to check in on her, and she found the house empty. Empty? She and her manservants were gone, with no note as to where or when or if she would be returning. I confess I panicked and sent out the first posters within 24 hours of her being missing. Understandable. Yes, um, she returned a few weeks ago, only three weeks after I had sent out the posters. She locked herself away in the house. That's how I knew she had returned. She deigned to send me one letter. And he fetches it from a table and brings it over. But, uh, again, just this last week, the house stands empty again. And even though Gwendolyn, and he kind of like gives her a kind of a reproachful look, is just really, and he's like, did not deem it fit to search the entirety of the house, was able to determine that more had been removed from the estate than had been previously. So uh, stuff's missing. Yes. In uh, this letter that she sent you, did she say where she had gone? He hands it over. And what does it say? It says, Dear Mr. Vance. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you're in trouble already. <laughs> I do not understand why you deem it your responsibility to constantly pry into my private affairs. If I wish to take leave from my residence without reference to you, I am most certainly free to do so. So you're not my dad. <laughs> you are not my real dad and you never will be. <laughs> if you absolutely must know, the trip was to gather specimens for my experiments. I have had some interesting breakthroughs that I will not bore you with. If in future you deem it necessary to contact me again, please feel free to write a letter to this estate. 
I'm sure it will reach me eventually. So how do you know that she has Sincerely, Victoria Gresham. Wow. Is that the end? That is the end. All right. So if she is saying that she is free to go whenever she wants, what makes you think that she has not just gone off again to... I take the letter from Celine. Gather more specimens, but more specimens. I take the letter from Celine and I smell it. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Well, I, I, uh, I have read it out loud. I know, but I'm mm. smelling it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but I just so you, you're like, what did butter say? No, uh, yeah. I'm smelling it. Yeah, yeah. Even if she's not missing... I made a promise. He looks up at the painting. To my dear Liza, that I would watch out for Victoria. She was the last of Liza's children. After Eliza died and little Elise, Victoria's daughter, Named after both her sister and her grandmother. But after they both passed. Victoria was all she had left. Aside from me. And, well, while we had our own love, there is nothing quite truly like family. Talia closes her eyes and looks away. Is there a reason that she seems so hostile towards you. She was convinced that I married her mother for her money. Take that guilt in. (laughs) (laughs) I make a face, but I... Which, given our age difference, it's... I will not call it... I will not call it unfounded. Unfair. Possibly. But in either case, I have tried to do what I can. I have to resist not to nod, like, yeah, kind of does. I don't say I don't. <laughs> do you have any idea what she's talking about? Her experiments or breakthrough? <sighs> I need a drink. <laughs> mm, he goes to the sideboard and pours himself. Also a double shot of brandy. And, I, and while he's away, I'm looking at Todd. I think we should tell him. No, not yet. This is all happening in a whisper, what we're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he needs to know. There's literally nothing that can come of it right now. And he takes a drink. We're back to like... Yeah. Elizabeth and Victoria both got their beauty and genius from their mother. Their fascinations and hobbies, however, they took from their father. And what would those be? Both had, at least in their their younger days, a rather macabre interest in death. And the possibilities of Reversing it. He hasn't turned. He hasn't turned back to look at you. He's still kind of like looking up at the wall, just a at a picture of a just a, a forested scene. Just kind of like looking up at it, talking to it rather than looking at you. 
Undead. In a word. He's not looking at me, right? Mm Mm-mm. So Celine mouths, fuck, shit, 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 shit. And then she turns to Dahlia and mouths, I told you, I told you he needed to know, I told you he needed to say it right now. I nod and mouth, okay. So, oh my god, Death House 2. Death House 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> so if I can get you to sit down for one moment. Please. Hmm? Oh. He kind of gives you a side look, but comes over and sits down. Are you familiar with a town called Blackwater? I have heard of it. A decent-sized community. I'm sprung up uh, over a, well, a rather unfounded mining claim, but everybody just sort of stubbornly stuck around the river, as I recall. I'm getting up to get a drink myself. Three months back, my partner and I were there um, investigating a disappearance of multiple people that had been taken in by fog. Fog that had covered most of the town. And I come back and I just have the decanter with me. One for myself, one for Talia, and one another to top you off. He allows you to, yeah. There had been a house that had been spotted, or had appeared. Three and a half stories. And from that particular house, one with an entryway, main opening room with a spiral staircase, a study with a fireplace, a dining room just beyond that, another fireplace with a coat of arms a windmill he had been kind of holding his drinks like slightly above the table and just as you describe this his glass just kind of like clatters doesn't spill but like he just yeah like that (laughs) I take a good drink of mine it's a dirt estate Indeed. Eliza. She gave me this. I showed this guy where she slipped my sword out. She was alive? Not really. No. Not at all, really. She was not. At least not in the sense you're thinking. He, like, shudders hard. He just brings his face into his hand. Eliza told me a story. I thought it was... At first I thought it was her way of coping with her daughter's loss, but I had heard rumors of the old estate appearing. I had... When Liza had originally told me of its disappearance, I thought she merely meant that Townsfolk tore it down, leaving no trace of it. But as I began to hear rumors, and I received numerous letters from a man named Ernest in Airpike. Ah, uh, uh, yes. With May with Ernest. 
I became convinced that it was not a mere fantasy. I never told her of the stories that I heard, but I have a feeling she had an inkling. People have a way of figuring out things that well-meaning um, authorities intended to hide. She did not need to. She did not need to know what had become of her daughter. Now, that marriage. <laughs> he says this as a as like seeming like a man who's just like looking for a subject that he can actually like, like actually have some authority have a, yeah, on. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> That well, mar- you, buddy. Uh, that marriage, that people say I married for money. Does that- it as well? Huh. Yeah, we read about that. His poor children. A man that had no previous standing in any sort of respectable society. Not that that is necessary in a marriage, but he took advantage of Eliza. At least that's my educated opinion on the matter. Anyway, Victoria, she shared her elder sister's um, fascinations, though perhaps not in the same way. I cannot give you any enlightenment as to what her experiments entailed. She always kept those extremely private, even from her mother. Although, to be quite frank, Liza never questioned deeply into such matters. She found them rather distasteful. Okay, just hang on, just for Megzi. Liza is... So it goes, Liza, Eliza, Elise, in order of age. So Liza's oldest. Eliza is the one you guys killed. Yes. And Elise is Victoria's daughter. Okay. And Victoria's the other one that's missing. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. All dead now. <laughs> all, all, mm-hmm. The entire... The, the E-line. Yeah, the E-line is all dead now. Got it. It, it was their father who had... Their father and uncle, as a matter of fact... Both had some macabre interests that they passed on to. Their names were? Robert and Mance. Mance being the girl's father. I have sat here and (laughs) gone on like an old fool. You'll forgive me. You are the... You're actually the first to have come about either of the offers I put out. I'm sorry. We're the first ones? Uh, Yes, I... uh, Well, this sort of missing persons case, I suppose, is not up the DMP's alley. They are more about keeping the peace on the frontier. That's fine, too. Uh, What's... Uh, I, 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 I had an old friend uh, who was on the DMP a number of years ago. Died horribly, poor fellow. Um, 
And he had a he had a bit of a joke saying, which uh, sort of embodies why that they're used mo- mostly on the frontier, not here in the large cities. Oh, how did it go again? Break the law to keep the peace. I suppose that's one way of thinking of it. Yeah, yes, well, that's why we have the constables here in town. And the constables have, well, at least the first time, looked into it. They had some searches out, but after she returned and went missing again, they seemed to agree with your line of thinking that she's just gone. And if I'm perfectly honest with myself, I know that she has just gone and does not wish to be bothered by me, but I have my promises to keep. And I must at least know where she is and that she is safe. I go, I turn to Gwendolyn. You are the ones that searched the house for her. I was, ma'am. Although I confess I did not do more than uh, enter the front room and call out. I had noticed that there were a couple of empty packing cases and the all the uh, paintings had been taken down from the walls. And you did not investigate further? To be perfectly honest, Miss, Victoria's estate unnerves me. Hmm. You should. <laughs> um, Perhaps we should look there first. We know exactly how that feels. Well, <sighs> Mr. Vance, you... May we call you Neil? Here's the problem we're running into. We witnessed and dealt with, not to be too too crass, but we have been calling it, for lack of a better term, the death house. At the bottom of that house was, in fact, Elizabeth, and had made herself a vampire. There was also evidence of that deity that's a lich. Vecna. Vecna. So, again, I apologize for being blunt. We not, might not be the right people for this job. My partner here is a cleric of the Undertaker. We do not deal kindly with those trying to raise the undead or become undead. And if your stepdaughter is dabbling in these and is intending to do harm. We... I... I cannot believe that she would go so far as to do harm. But if she is... But if she is, my question to you is... What does your promise entail? That you would keep an eye on her? If she is not doing anything of the sort, and we go and find her... Find out where she is, and I will bring you back that information. But if she is also trying to... to allow such powers that Vecna wields into this world, then I have an obligation by the gods that I serve to put an end to it. Do you understand? I see. Now, there are degrees of undead, as far as it goes. If she's raising corpses for fun and just 
planning on keeping them in a pen or something, I really could care less. Zombie wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that could be good business. My... Right. <laughs> Well, when I get excommunicated for digging up Zacharias, and maybe we can go and do something. Yeah, Zacharias. we'll just erase some zombies and have them bite each other. It's like, come see the zombies! Fight. No. <laughs> Fighting zombies. It all depends on what she's bringing out into this world. Now, the house we were in previous was basically on another plane of existence. And was poking its head into this plane. And luring people in. I'm a little bit happier that she was, that she reached out to you, if a bit crass about it. So, while she might not be doing something completely kosher to high society, she might not be doing anything extreme. But if she is, and there's a chance that level of destruction. But what, what, what sort of extreme do you think? He is... Please, please understand, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm... Underneath the Delta State, there was a crypt where people were being torn apart, being sacrificed to Vecna, who I will not, I will not deign to call a god, but is very like one. Yes, I mentioned Ken. I was also there eating each other. Yeah, I can't, like, I can't. All right, briefly, I go through what we had learned. Uh-huh. Like, there was dark rituals. She was leading a there cult. There was cannibalism. There was a cult. indulged in the consumption of human flesh. She herself mm. had become a vampire. And he, he just sits there. Just drink, just untouched on the table. Just you're telling me the truth, aren't you? I can see it. If you would like proof, we do have not with us, unfortunately, but uh, we can bring you. I I have a page from one. No, we gave it to Ernest. But I took a page from my collection of weird shit. Ooh, that she did. What did you take though? It was a blank page. There you go. It was a blank page from the back, so he would not be angry with me. Here, I have this piece of paper. It's uh, a blank piece of paper, <laughs> but I found it there. If you would like proof, or if you would require proof, that individual that has been contacting you, Ernest, over an air pack. Uh, yes. We gave him documents as he has been following that house as far as documenting where it pops up. We took journals from that house. We took we took papers and all sorts of dates and things like that. And the, and he the, just puts his head in his hands. And lovely just, shield. Oh uh, yeah, we actually took that shield too. He, he just puts his head in his hands and just stares at his drink. And he sits he sits back in his chair and just calmly with his hands in front of him. If you ladies would excuse me for a moment, I need to retreat to my private study and think this over. 
I'm going to make an insight check. Okay, nice. Insight nothing. Uh, negative whatever. Insight, oh no, I not. have insight, so it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, you have wisdom, so that's 13. He's sh- shaken. He seems on the verge of making a decision. Okay. Yeah. We, uh... How about this? We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, thank you. I think that I think that would be best. We'll be back here at 10 o'clock in the morning. I just want to remind you, if she is not doing anything, we won't do anything either. We'll leave that decision up to you. Honey, mm-hmm. sit out. It's a pleasure to meet you. Apologize for the unwelcome news we bring. Sometimes it is what is need to be heard. Let's go. All right. Go back outside. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. That was difficult. Do we know where, uh, where our house is? You were not told yet. No. We haven't given the job yet. <laughs> Still, if it is someone that is raising the undead and trying to bring power such as Vecna into this world, then I have an obligation to find out. Well, my next stop is the constables, so we'll find out. What time of day is it? It was we got in like late after late afternoon, mid mid afternoon when you guys yeah. got here. Um, I would say it's approaching. F- 5.30-ish. Would the constables and Dead Man's Promise still be open? Yeah, they would. Okay. Um, let's go to the constable station, see what we can get okay. on this. They will at least know where she is, like, where that house is. Right. So even if we don't get the job, which... We can still investigate. We can still investigate it, because if we've got another undead problem, then... Then I have to fix it. We have to fix it. So, um... You have to fix it, and I will help you. I did not want it to um, impede on your own goals. <laughs> and I switched to night speak. There's not much I can do right now for killing a politician. Hmm. There's not much I can do about that at this moment. But this is a more immediate problem than my revenge. Hmm. I believe. I have to swallow when I say that. But it's the truth. <laughs> it is. I'm, I know. I'm just... It's... Uh... No, Megsy was giggling. Oh, okay. So, you are uh, sure. I am sure. I'm going to need to research this person. Oh, God. I've been... I used his cigarettes. Oh, and his, and his guns. No, I didn't. I've never used his fucking Oh, guns. I thought that you got some from the, uh... Yeah, and I immediately sold them. Oh, well, it wasn't. No, his guns are disgusting. His guns are just trash. All right. Let's go to Constables. Let's go to the Dead Man's Promise. All right. Lucky for you, they're in the same building. <laughs> Is it at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> Is it another coffee pot that says Starbucks on it? Like in Clankshaft? <laughs> Probably is one between them. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But that's for them. You can't have the, the, the DMP and the, the Starbucks. <laughs> and across the street, they only know the Starbucks. All right, I make sure I'll 
shiny badges are in, are in place and I go over to the constable's side. Okay. I put my hood in my gun again. I don't see anybody I recognize as far as EMP that we've encountered. Nope. Cool. Alright, I go over to the constable. Okay. This actually is a gnome man. He's sitting up on a tall stool for the one-size-fits-all desk. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting on a bunch of phone books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's his plate say? Oh, does he have a plate? Oh, it does. It says Grebel. Grebel. Excuse me, Constable Grebel? Uh, yes? Hi. And I point to my badge thing. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you can give me some information on a case that may or may not be closed, but... What case? Uh, I'm actually here to pick up two. Well, one, there's... It's happening in Ubendale, and I take out the, the flyers that I... Or the, the wanted missing woman posters. Mm-hmm. Any information you can give me on that? Oh, he looks at that. Yeah, I saw those go up just a couple days uh, a couple days ago. The old man's wasting his time. Yeah, well, yeah, probably, yeah, but... It uh, definitely is, I agree with you. But is 6,000 6, gold was a wasted time. I have my mask and you can't do it anyway, never mind. <laughs> well, uh... No harm looking into it, I suppose. You say so. Hold on. And he hops down from his stool. And a couple minutes go by. Look around. You see other constables going back and forth. You see one come in from outside, actually hauling somebody in to, and put him in one of the uh, cells. Rough looking male that actually you recognize. Or is it the one I clawed their face? It's the one you clawed their face. Which one? The guy the, the, that the I older, clawed their face. The, the That tried to rob you. Oh! Does he see me? Oh, uh, yeah, he does. Hmm. And I smile real big as he walks by and I make my eyes glow. He, like, twitches his face away and you see, like, some remaining scars from the... Oh, I wish I had my now No, I'm just amused. It's like, no, no, I was saying, what do you see? That guy? You saw him. And I snapped my head towards him. He's, he's looking away at this point. Damn it. That was a good one, too. Oh, I'm sorry. You could always ask to see him. No, but, uh, wait, is he, is he within, can I see him? Um... No, uh, he's like he's brought away around a corner. Damn it. Yeah. Ah, like why didn't you bring him to my attention earlier? Ow! Why are you hitting me? I have not been able to freak anybody out. Like you really freak anybody out. Well, even you, you can. You haven't in a while. I apologize for that. It's every time we see somebody, it's because we want to give them money or we are trying to get information, and freaking them out is just going to exasperate things. I'll tell you what, the next time we go somewhere, you can freak him out. Okay. Because you always tell me to play nice. I do tell you to play nice because most of the time we need the information, honey. You know I'm right. I do not like when you tell me to play nice. I know. You can play naughty with me all you want. <laughs> yes, and I have played naughty with you all I want, and now I want to, now I want to be mean to somebody. <laughs> Greville eventually comes back. 
with a put my mask back on. Yeah, with, with with a small folder. Not much. This being the second time he's filed the same missing persons case after she came back the first time, we haven't done much of an investigation. We yeah. put the posters out like he asked, but yeah, that's what he said. But any information we can we can get is more than sufficient. Yep. There you go. Thank you. I had one more thing I needed. I needed, and I apologize if you have to go running and get it. My name's Talia Gray. There should have been something being sent here from Clearwater. <sighs> Hold on. He. He, he hadn't, no, he didn't. He hadn't climbed back up on his stool, but he still like makes his way back. Sorry. He waves and and it it's a it's a much quicker journey back as he comes with a uh, another folder. Ah, yeah, top of the pile actually, and he brings it over. Not a thick folder, but it's thicker than the other one you were just handed. Okay. I don't want to read it, but I do want to flip through it and see if I see that symbol. Flipping through it really quickly? Yes. It's there, and it's noted as being branded upon one of the buildings. I show Celine. I look away. I snap it shut. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hmm. All right. If we have any information on Miss Gresham, do you want it? If it comes up more than she's just gone on vacation, <laughs> yes. But I've read through both this file and the previous case file and... The lady is suffering from wanderlust, in my opinion. <laughs> Just a little one. Okay. Well, we got the information. Feel free. Oh, yes. Okay. Then the big one. <laughs> we know how that goes. Cray. Okay, he looks... You two kind of like looks over at the DMP. Yeah, that's our next stop. Have fun with that. We always do. In your year. Alright. <laughs> Get this over with. And I like kind of like bring you close and in night speak. Let's try to play nice. Talia! Celine, and I kind of like whisper in her ear, just let's try. And if the bean dicks have fun, define the word try. How about I give you a signal? <laughs> no, I'll just nod at you or something. What? So, so individual dressed completely in black and an individual dressed completely in white head over to the DMP side. Right. On the DMP side, the setup here is a little bit differently. They don't have like a front desk. There are just sort of a number of desks with certain members sitting at them going over case files. 
There's one older gentleman uh, seems to be writing out a couple of notes and handing them to some sort of messenger or page that keep taking them to a back room. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Are you the one in charge of this branch of the DMP? Uh, he looks around. I suppose for the moment. Um, Is there someone higher than you? He kind of huffs. We've been running a little ragged recently. I, I'm i the senior most member present, so yes, I'm the one in charge. May I have a moment of your time, preferably in private? Oh, well, I suppose. He stands and he offers his hand. Name's Joshua. Pleasure to meet you. In private, please. And I try to give him like a really good... A really big smile, but he could probably tell I'm a little nervous. Very well. And he, he, he brings you back to a, what looks to be kind of like a small meeting room. What can I help you with, uh, Miss? Gray. He coughs. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I know that name. Well, I have been told most of the DMP do. May I? I will confess it is not a name that quite a number of the DMP uh, look upon with any favor. Right. Hence my reason for our visit, uh, Miss Ardent. They nod. Mask still on. Yeah. Oh. But I take it off. If you're trying to be nice, this is a... See, he doesn't know this, but this is a gesture of goodwill that I am taking my hood and mask off before I am told to. We were recently in Castle Bridge and found out that apparently our reputation within the DMP is... Stellar. Uh, a bit more hostile than I was expected. Now, I'm not saying that's not unfounded, given how I tend to be a bit on the aggressive side, but it recently almost cost us information. Information is a valuable thing, especially on the frontier. It is indeed, especially when information was about an area where we have people we care about. Now, as fun and games as it is to wander around and say we're going to beat the DMP to every job. Why is it fun? Say night speak very low. When it comes to if I could be perfectly blunt, sir, I'm not really interested in getting to a pissing match with the DMP. Maybe last year it would have been funny. Last month. But recently there's been some information that has disturbed me to the point where I'm not willing to really make an enemy of the DMP. I'm not really willing to go as far as to say we're going to join. 
I don't tend to work well with others. So I nod. Really, I'm doing you the favor. I nod. But I'm not willing to withhold any information either. Now, if that is not something the DMP would be willing to extend, we will do our due diligence to keep out of your hair. We will still do our best to make a living, but... He sighs and kind of leans back against the table. I understand. Life on the road, bringing in bounties, it's not easy. And I will not deny a certain sense of... This is going to sound wrong, but bear with me for a moment. A certain sense of superiority within the DMP. You have to understand, we're currently finding ourselves short on members and also in competition. Not with you, although certain members seem to like to direct it towards you but towards what is seen as a perfectly legitimate company that we have no stand-in to pick a fight with. Let me guess, 42nd? The same. Then I turn to Celine. You know, the thugs. And, well, certainly the two of you have been fun punching bags, as it were, around the coffee pot. Is Dalbucks? <laughs> it's easy to place blame on the two of you because you have a name. You have more than a name. You've got goddamn titles that you've earned for yourselves. <laughs> more than what can be said for just about any of our DMP members of late, especially. So, it sours some. Me, I call it like it is. As I said, I'm not really interested in joining the DMP. And it's not... Again. How many members of your... of your group are just in this city? Not not human. Not human. Not human? Just in this city. Oh. Dwarves, halflings, gnomes. Elves, suckers. In the city, we have a total of currently 20 members, though they're stationed here just more as ready to rides to some of the outer frontier from here. We don't hold that much authority in the cities, in the large cities anyway. Of non-human, we have... You just kind of sit something. I'd say slightly less than 50% made up of human. The other 50 to 60% uh, made up of, as you say, dwarves, halflings, gnomes. How about fairies? Fairies? Mm-hmm. Fairies. You mean like... 
Children's stories? Exactly. No. How about, um, mermaids? <laughs> or tieflings? Uh. Or, or asimars? Or lichens? I confess I don't know what a couple of those were, but I can answer your question. None. Tieflings within the DMP as a whole are... We have a few, but I'll be perfectly honest, they aren't well treated out in the frontier. No, they're not. And honestly, with some of the political attitudes of late, they aren't being well treated anywhere. What does that mean? I swallow. That's why I'm taking over. What does that mean? We have been wandering for quite a while. We have not been in, in one city to, enough to uh, gauge the political climate. How? <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> it's another reason we've been kind of scrambling and short on members. This new runner, uh, Leroy Brown, had enough of political following to call for a mid-vote. has a lot of talk about protecting the frontier and the natural order of things. The natural order of things. Yeah. Tammy's breath catches. They take your hand. That is, um, that is a rather, um, it seems rather oppressive, doesn't it? And I have See, a good Vinalden button right under my yeah. right under my badge. Yeah. Unfortunately, what it seems to a lot of people is security. And as many a DMP member can tell you, security is one thing we struggle to keep on the frontier. Well. Whereas the forty second, with their more militaristic styles, they're able to swoop into an area and lock it down tight quick. Hmm. Really. Unfortunately, the press only seems to focus on what happens while the 40 seconds present. They never talk about what happens after they leave. Talia? Celine? Aside from the vampire that we killed, haven't most of the people that have caused destruction in this, in, in this district been uh, human? Majority. Interesting that a candidate who is so focused on security is not going after primary threat. Take a deep breath. Let's squeeze your hand. My point is, I don't know how creatures like us would be welcome in an organization like the DMP. He pauses a second at stored creatures, but lets it pass. Just kind of like giving the two of you half and he gives the two of you half inquisitive looks, but kind of shrugs like none of his business, really. She is a mermaid and I am an SMR. <laughs> if you say so. It is, it is just as fanciful as if we told you the truth. I have absolutely no respect for the 42nd. <laughs> the few times that I have encountered them. Useless. Well, they don't like me. 
<laughs> Noticing a trend with you. Well, maybe I'll leave it. Maybe if they were better, I'd say, never mind. Well, mostly because I shot one guy's kneecap out. Was that all you did? That was one of the things I did. Yes, that is one thing that you did. They were trying to fucking steal my bounty. Right. Which one was that? That was a while. That was before I met you. Oh, I see. That was the 42nd. They came up on me and I was, um, yeah, I was in the middle of... So trying to gank your XP. Pretty much. Shot one of the, their kneecap off and they only had three guys. And then I had a... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I have um, no love for the 42nd. However, is there a way that you could suggest that we could work with the DMP without being a member? Like consulting or something. A private contractor. Actually, that wouldn't be too bad. Unfortunately, there isn't much in the way of that, but might I make a suggestion? I'm open to him. Keep me out on this. Become a member. You, what you've seen a lot of here and around in the offices are what could be considered the most dedicated of us. The ones that are forced, well, Forced by our own, I'm loath to call it devotion, but our diligence. Own, there's a better word. Our own diligence, our own initiative to keep track of things and make sure that other members are well informed. We have members that rarely ever see the inside of one of these offices except for when they bring in a bounty. The DMP is not... It is not a police force. It is not a club. It is not an army. What it is is an idea. The idea that People from all over this district can look out for each other and just try and make the frontier that much safer. Take a badge. If any members give you shit for it, <laughs> tell them Joshua Wilbin says to shove it up their ass. Well, we could just, um, well. It's the best way. If you want to work together and not be a, mem a member, then you're going to have to take this higher up the food chain than me. But this is my suggestion. You don't need to keep any paperwork more than you want to. You don't need any at all. Sure, it'll put some more work on some of us, but besides, we're used to it. How would the DMP handle a Fae and a Lacken in their ranks? 
It's the only stuff I flip all that out. He pauses at the second mention of lichen and looks up. And tilts his head a bit. I make my eyes glow softly. He strains up a little bit, doesn't step back or become aggressive. He just... Well, I admit, I can think of a few that would be uncomfortable. But... Some of those tieflings I mentioned. There was one. Poor idiot. Isaac. Man sort of six feet tall. Deep crimson skin. And like holds out his hands in like a foot and a half kind of circle. Ram's horns curled around him this big each side of his head. People would run and scream when he came into town. I sure as hell was intimidated by him when I first met him. I thought, what the hell? Was Captain James Wild thinking when he let this beast join? Later that week, there was a fire in town. One of the poor districts, fire just leapt from building to building. I saw Isaac rush in to house after house. pulling men, women, children from the blaze. And what happened to Isaac? This, this entire time he's kind of just been like idly tapping on the table. And kind of like slams his fist down on it. Fucking 42nd, that's what. <sighs> An instance of two groups of people chasing the same job. Report was of some creature stealing children away in some of the marshes in the far north of the district. Fucking 42nd said, oh, they thought he was the monster. It wasn't in Clearwater, was it? No, uh, further east. Uh, it would have been a bit north of um, Hornville. Point I'm trying to make. Though we have our share of idiots, and I confess, I am one of them. Being a monster 
doesn't stop you from being a good person. It is not who you are. It is what you do. Just so. I look over at Celine. Take out my cards and I shuffle them. Kind of watching, watching his reaction as I pull sleep. He looks kind of curiously as you do, but doesn't say anything. And as I pull them, I am not even looking as I announce what they are. I pulled the Eight of Pentacles, inverted. And which means, means that we are working towards something very hard, but it is not, not leading to the desired outcome. Mm-hmm. The uh, Six of Swords, inverted, means that there is a transition that we know we must make, but we are resisting. And the Two of Wands, upright, is a clear path forward. Okay. We are going to get a nasty look when we head back to the crossroads. Yes, but it will be so satisfying. Where do we sign? He nods. I think that's the best decision. Uh, The Undertaker seems to think so. I had heard. Whatever you heard, it's everything you've heard. It's probably true. (laughs) Well. What have you heard? (laughs) Tell me about myself. (laughs) I had heard that uh, the Wanderer in white was a worshipper of the Undertaker. I haven't met too many of them, uh, too many worshippers of the old Undertaker myself, but I can see the sense in it. And healthy respect for him is uh, quite wise in this line of work. <laughs> Indeed. Is he a worshipper or is he a cleric? He, he said worshipper. So do you need uh, actual professions? What you do is your business. Just so long as you protect those on the frontier to the best of your ability. Don't take advantage of your fellow man or woman. Does cards count? I think he means with the don't, authority. Don't abuse your authority. If you cheat at cards and then try to get out of the fact you cheated at cards no, by never, slashing your badge. No, I never cheat. I'm just better. <laughs> well, there you go. Then. Also pool. I'm very good at pool. You'll do fine. We didn't ever have much authority to begin with, so we'll just operate under the assumption that we still don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's an old saying that gets tossed around a lot, and while not entirely true, it is. Break the law. To, oh, sorry. No. Oh. Break the law. To keep the peace. I've heard it. 
I suppose I have to stop calling you the don't make progress. <laughs> well, well it would a, be they're calling us the don't make progress. It would be appreciated, especially <laughs> in this time, considering that we are It's a bit too accurate. <laughs> unfortunate but accurate at the time it seems with I'll I'll tell you straight the organization has stalled somewhat in light of this election and the activeness of the 42nd while your two ability to keep ahead of certain DMP members is a testament to that. We've been too busy here in the cities chasing our own tails, trying to keep on top of the press and... Exactly. Uh, the fact that we've joined, is that going to be more bad press? I'm not. Well, we don't exactly publish uh, Members. ledgers. <laughs> and honestly, with some of the reputation you two have gained, and I think it, I think it could honestly help. It certainly couldn't hurt us in the papers anyway. But we do look pretty cool. We're not gonna go about publishing it. Still, we could look pretty cool on the posters. He goes and motions for you to follow, and he goes back out to his desk and pulls out two badges. You don't need a sign, but while you're in possession of this badge, you will be held responsible, accountable to the authority behind it. Meaning that if you abuse that power, to harm your fellow being uh, out in the frontier, you will have your membership revoked and a bounty placed on you. Protect your fellow man on the frontier. Look out for their well-being. That is what the dead man's promise was made by the First Lord Mayor to protect the frontier. I nod slowly. He had been leaning forward, he kind of like leans back, more relaxed posture. Welcome to the DMP. Glad to be here. Anybody else hear that? <laughs> a couple of the, uh, yeah, I got a couple of other people uh, at the desks look up and see the Reaper and the Wanderer in white holding DMP badges. Whoever thought that the, that the Reaper and the Wanderer in white will become DMP members? I say loudly enough in case somebody didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. 
For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things that you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.